Hi, my name is April, and I am the True Crime Encyclopedia. I also have a podcast called the uh, Pro Wrestling Encyclopedia, which I am both. Um, I hope you uh, enjoy my podcast uh, with the True Crime, and if you like, you can go over to uh, the Pro Wrestling Encyclopedia and listen to that as well. Um, I am going to be going over Charles Manson's uh, beginning life. For this is going to be a part one of how he was raised and everything that could have led up to what happened. Um, he was born on November 12th, 1934 in Cincinnati, Ohio, um, to his, uh, mom, Kathleen Maddox, who was a prostitute, and she was father, Colonel W.H. Scott Sr., and he was just, uh, baby Maddox, and... Eventually, uh, his mom married and, uh, he was able to get his, he was adopted by his stepfather and was given the name Manson. Uh, I couldn't find where the mom and the husband split up, but Charles was sent to live in, uh, West Virginia with his grandparents, which... It didn't seem like it was a very good experience for him. Um, uh, yeah, here I have it in my notes. Uh, for, for actual, for quite a few weeks, actually, he was no name Maddox. Finding that out when you're older might make you feel a little different, but anyways, um, he went to live, um, well, his mother was arrested in 1939, and, Charles was just very neglected, and he'd be left with random babysitters for days on end while his mother would go on drinking binges, and she was finally arrested for robbery, and he would be sent to live, I'm sorry, it was his aunt and uncle, not his grandparents, uh, out in West Virginia, March... I'm sorry. His mother was paro uh, paroled in 1942. He tried to live with his mother, but it never worked out. Uh, he went to I he could he couldn't even count how many reform schools that they tried to send him to, but he got kicked out of all of them. Um, he basically what. Grew up in prison is 
the main thing from from the age of twelve uh from the age of twelve to the age of thirty you know he said seventeen years of of being thirty two years old seventeen years was spent in prison that's insane. And he actually asked at this time uh, if he could stay because he did not know the outside world. Well, once he got out, um, for whatever reason, a bunch of girls were attracted to him. And... He's like, okay, if you think I'm the nice guy, I'm going to play the nice guy. He said, I'm not a good guy. And, but he played the nice guy is what he said. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if there's more Manson children out there somewhere. But although there is no actual proof that Charles himself didn't kill anyone, he did shoot uh, a drug dealer, Bernard Crow, who he thought was a member of the Black Panthers, and left him for dead on July 1st, 1969. Although Crow did survive, Manson believed Crow... Uh, was going to retaliate and that there'd be a just this is when um, he wanted to start the war um, and he would he kind of brainwashed some of the a lot of the girls he was up there pimp he uh, basically controlled them um, and he also, I was just entering, interesting saying that he played the nice guy. Like, it, it's like, you must have been a good actor. You created a cult. And he, had never been outside, you know, prison really, and he creates a cult. Very strange, and I believe. Um, well, he had another uncle who was a mountain man, and he would take advice from. That this uncle, uh, that was really not good advice, uh, all I can say is that he was, I guess, a mountain man, whatever that meant back in in the 40s, but... For whatever reason that uh, he 
had a big impression on Charlie and his life and the road he decided to go down. Um, I think that he wanted his mom's love and he never got it. And I, I think he felt that she never wanted him, period. Which actually could be true. Um, I think, uh, I don't, I'm pretty, I know she's on her life now, but he never even knew his father. Which, Is very sad. Um, it sounded like the stepfather was gonna be good for him, but it sounds like he was a partier just like his mom. Uh, but, like I said, he was, uh, With his aunt and uncle until 1942 when his mom was paroled and he tried to live with her and it just didn't work. And I think it's because she neglected him. Um, I know that the uh, uh, officials intervened before. Because he was being neglected, so... And he said they just didn't get along. And he couldn't stay there. Now... On... He was in... Every... Like I said, almost every reform school there is. And he's run away from all of them. And it's still hard to comprehend that he was in jail 17 years out of 32, being 32 years old. Uh, And he ended up traveling out to California and with... And he said that these girls thought, I guess women just flocked to him. They thought he was good looking. I don't get that, but. Uh, he was actually released from uh, jail March 21st, 1967. And he was put back in jail in 1969. And he was out for a year and a half. So as an adult, he was only out of jail for a year and a half. And... He, him, he was actually up for the death penalty, but, uh, at the time the government thought that the death penalty was, uh, inhumane and they made everybody's, uh, 
I mean, every state just have, have them have licenses. Me, personally, I'm glad they brought it back. Uh, I live in a state that doesn't do have the death penalty, but where I'm from does. And I always thought it was interesting when they asked Charles if he was afraid to die. He never answered with a yes or no. He'd come up with a bunch of different answers. So, I think that he was. But, I think he also had, um, well, he did have control over the family while he was in jail. Uh, somehow, he was getting things uh, while he was in prison. Not sure, like, all of the details on that, but uh, the family was still together for a while, quite a while after he was uh, put in jail. They even crowded outside the courtroom and it was hard for people to get in the courtroom that needed to be there. Um, it was actually crazy, so. But, yeah, uh, you gotta think. Did he really order the murders? Knowing that the uh, record producer, uh, Terrence Melcher, no longer lived there. Um, and he's seen Sharon Tate. And I don't know. I, I just don't get it. Um, but... He told the, uh, all the girls in the car to do whatever Tex said. And they were off. Um, Susan Atkins said that her and uh, Tex Watson had um, a stash of cocaine together. And they did it. And they were just high on speed. And they were also given other drugs by Charlie. So they were really, really, really hyped up. Um, I think Linda Kasabian was about the only one that wasn't. But I think that kind of ends Charles' story about... I mean, that's how he grew up. He grew up in jail. Um, the only thing I don't think is fair is the fact that President Nixon, uh, said publicly that Charles Manson was guilty and the trial was not over. And a mistrial was not granted. Um, and I'm kind of on their side about that legally because 
everybody is going to believe the president. Um, even though it's kind of ironic that Nixon uh, resigned. But I don't know. I think that it was unfair. I do think it's unfair that they still continued with the trial. But but everybody heard it. And I get, you know, he would have to go out in the middle of the desert or something to get a fair trial because everybody would have heard about it by now, by then. So, uh, I know there was a lot of people that wrote Char- Charlie letters and he would have cell- his cellmates writing it. Um, that's when uh, Matthew Roberts came in the picture and found out, you know, that is that he looks just like him. But he never did a DNA test, so... Um... I don't think he needed one, you could tell. Well, at least he was adopted and raised by a good family because his mom was very mentally ill. But... Uh, Charles Manson passed away on November 17th, right just after his birthday, five days after his birthday, in Bakersfield, California, and he was 83 years old. Um, I guess we... I wonder if anybody asked him that question again, if he was afraid to be, to die, about what would he say, because he was dying. Um, I guess, I never understood why he stood out so much, uh, from a lot of other serial killers, uh, or spree killers, or whatever you want to label him as. Uh, because I, uh, I think it may, may have been the shock value, and they thought that, you know, you know, they wrote pigs on the wall and the people's blood. Um, Not good. Uh, but how would they know that? Why would they do that? Unless, you know, Charlie was preaching it to them and wanted them to do that. So, um, you know, Charlie, I guess when they got back, asked them, per uh, Linda Kasabian, if they had any remorse. And everybody said no, so she said no. Um, he 
always put on a show when he was interviewed. I'm not really sure. I think it was because it was the only time for him to show off. Because he is crazy. Um... Uh, he said that um, Tex was a follower of Char- of him, of his orders, and it's like, you know, what do you call that when people follow your orders and... I don't know. It's just very, very, very uncomfortable. Uh, I bet poor Geraldo, back in 1988, never wanted to uh, go anywhere near him again after he was threatened to have his head delivered to him in a box tomorrow. But Charlie said he wouldn't do that to him. He also claims that there's about 25 other bodies that have not been found. Uh, to this day, actually, uh, police and uh, volunteers have uh, search dogs uh, to try to find uh, human uh, remains or anything that they... Can't see where the ground has, you know, it's been the same now for quite a while. Uh, Because they know he... I don't know if he personally killed Donald Shea, but they know that he was killed by somebody in the ranch. Or, I'm sorry, from the family. Because, like I said, when they they had a raid for auto theft, uh, Manson thought that Donald Shea went to the cops about them, which he didn't, and they killed him over it. So, all in all... Instead of having the uh, five, very seven victims, they had nine all all together. I think it was really awful what they did to uh, Gary Hinman. He. Um, sold them drugs and things before and Charlie actually had his sword and they had him tied up in a chair and he actually probably slid the ear nearly off and he said to Bobby, you know what to do, and they just 
when Manson left, they started stabbing him. And I can't remember the girl's name that was with Bobby, but uh, she was picked up on that because of that murder as well. And she was the one who blabbed that the LaBianca murders and the Tate murders were linked and that the Manson family did it. Uh, and that was the biggest break in the case that uh, the uh, cops could have had because they had nothing. And... But I am going to go ahead and sign off. I think I have covered pretty much uh, everything about his life, uh, death. Uh, he, he was in the hospital, well, I think a couple times. Um, and Matthew Roberts, who... Never was able to get a DNA test while he was alive. Um, one, a guy, a guy named Jeremy, who supposedly what was uh, Charlie's son, who did not, I mean, you would think that he would have some trait from his father, but he didn't. I mean, there was nothing. And... He would not let uh, Matthew Roberts use a little bit of the DNA to know if there was a match. And he had, uh, he had Charlie cremated. And there were some people supposedly that ate his ashes. Um, to me, that's gross. You're eating, I mean, it's almost cannibalistic. You're eating a person. But, um, I think the whole, his whole life was just screwed up. I mean... For weeks on end, when he was first born, he wasn't, he didn't have a name. For weeks. How, I mean, yeah, you can go a couple days and not know what to name him, but multiple weeks is kind of neglectful. Um... And his mom being a prostitute and getting in trouble with the police and all that just was not a good environment. And going to his aunt and uncles, it didn't seem to work because he wanted to go, at 12 years old, he wanted to go back and live with his mom because she was paroled. He um, tried to live with her, but he said... He just couldn't, they couldn't get along, and he basically was on the streets at 12 years old. And that's when he got arrested for the first time. It's 
hard to concept being arrested at 12. I think I would pee my pants. Even, even today if I got arrested, I'd like freak out. If I didn't do anything, but he just has so much happen in his youth to, you know, make him, he was always told what to do growing up and sternly told what to do. Um, I think that, and he never had a family, so I think that he finally had a family and people who would do stuff for him. So, that is my opinion and the background of Charles Manson. And I will record part two about the murders and the people that, the other uh, people that uh, were chosen to help.